It is with a heavy heart that the 24 Bauer Party People podcast has to announce the death, or at least incapacitation, of the guy we've been calling Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, okay, no, so... Well, Air Force One just got hit by a, a missile fired from a bomber, and I, I really cannot overstate how much the IMDB goofs page had a field day with that. They're hardworking guys, they need a bone thrown to them, and this was a bone fired from a plane that shouldn't be able to fire bones at all, I'll have you know. Or have a radar, Ooh. Who cares? It's like, uh, yeah, we correctly identified that people would be mad about that uh, and that I wouldn't care. Um, like it, it, it's not like somebody was wearing a gas mask with a filter on the wrong side. Yeah, no, I, d- I no longer care. So, uh, right, welcome to the grodiest block of 24 that there has ever been. Uh, we, are, um, we are joined again uh, by our dear friend Felix. I... This is as much torture as there has been going on in the show. Oh, and it, yeah, it, so, it has been ramping up. Yeah, so, so the thing is, I, this, this podcast is partially about um, uh, media made, to, uh, me, made in response to 9-11. Yeah, so and partially about hoggery in general, and partially about torturing uh, me. The thing is that I have become uh, immune to 24 at this point, so we've had to get M- Felix in. Much like Chappelle, um, we have beaten Trin over the head with the frying pan so often that um, Trin is starting to resist it. Now, even that being said... That th- being said, this one was hard for me. This is distilled yeah. 24. That's why the show has been um, watchable. Yet. But not in an enjoyable way. It was more of a... No, like, this one was ha- really... How can they make it worse? Yeah. Five seconds later, oh God, they made it worse. It, it has been... At, I'll say it has been at times enjoyable, mm. and then, um, well, to start off on a, on a good note, um, you know how I started last block by saying that the uh, the mosque greeter from season two was Tom Shrek. Well, we we haven't mentioned this at all, but Marwan Habib Marwan, our Agent Forty Seven bad guy, you know the the. The ADHD planner, the neuro, the neurodivergent king, um, he's Imhotep from the Mummy. Yeah, and and like, I made a joke on the podcast account um, because somebody said like something about the Mummy, and I was like, I genuinely would not be surprised if Marwan's plan is to wake up the Mummy, and and the person replied with, "He is the Mummy," mm. <laughs> which one I went, "You're you're fucking." I thought Trin knew. I had no idea. Yeah, I thought that it would be, you know, I I, I thought that I'd be over egging the omelette to tell Trin about that, but it truly, like, once you see it, you can't unsee yeah, it. No, you know, to, yeah. to use the phrase, he has um, Marwan permanently looks like he should be throwing his head back and sort of chanting in some long dead priest's only tongue. Mm. I think you're thinking too much yesterday. We did, we did. This has been also a pretty bounteous uh, block for just going, hey, there's a guy from The Thing! Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, like every yeah. other actor has been like, hey, our mate. Well, yeah, we recognise you from somewhere. Well, to begin with, there's a, a husband and wife out camping in the Mojave Desert. Yeah, I am. Um, Fucking I, weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, they are, they're hanging out, and the husband, 
who we immediately identify as being one of the dudes from the TV show Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has a hot wife in He has a pleasant wife in this. Yeah, incredibly so. And she's wondering why he's out so late. Saying, oh, I could have sworn I heard an explosion. Ah, it's probably nothing, they say. At which point they almost immediately find... We got the let's make a baby line. Oh, yes, they were talking a lot about making a baby. In the desert. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) So they don't even know that, you know, potential nuclear holocaust is abound. They're just ready to repopulate the Earth. Yeah. But they, they then find the chunk of Air Force One that has the presidential seal on it, which is a real, like, Plant of the Apes, Statue of Liberty. Mm. Like, you blew it up moment for them. But what else do they find at their feet? That's right, our favourite piece of sports equipment. The nuclear football. <laughs> which they which recognise they instantly. Yeah, because they read an article about it. Yeah. Like, you could even launch an attack from here. And I genuinely thought it was going to go, where do you hate most? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's been like, Idaho's had it coming. Idaho has had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Uh. Say your fucking prayers, Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they... <laughs> They uh, CTU checks the wreckage of Air Force One, and um, President Joe Biden is alive, but is fairly pwned. He's very, very <laughs> badly burned. His son's dead. Oh yeah, no, his his son is eating shit. Oh hell yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, being a fucking chad hunk of meat hasn't saved you from an indirect hit by an Air Force missile. Yeah, reverse orphan. Hmm. Yeah. So but, they. But uh, we. Now cut to uh, Vice President Logan, who we saw briefly in the last block, effectively with the president just going, um, hey, a guy that sort of looks like a less jowly Nixon. And the guy's like, yes. (laughs) He's like, "Um, yeah, if I die, you're going to become president. And he's like, I am the vice president. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that you knew because like, uh, it's probably this hasn't come up before. Well, peace out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, now, remember in season two, that whole bit where President David Palmer, don't hold on to that name, that won't be relevant again, um, he had a bit of a 25th Amendment coup against him, mm-hmm. and his friend, his aide, Mike Novick. Yeah, the, the guy who, I've just remembered, pushed a staffer down the stairs and killed her. Did he do that? Yes. I'm fairly certain. I could, I might be misremembering, but I will check back. I'm pretty sure he is a murderer, but like, never mind. Who who is not in twenty four? Also, yeah. she was comatose because they were talking about bringing her back. Right. Okay. I'll get to this later. Uh, he is now having gone from working for um, the Democrat. He's now working for the Republican vice president. And is really just speed running, getting power transmitted to him. Mm. He's like, and and almost instantly, President Logan gives a uh, he gives a televised speech, and like I have him, I have many names for him. Um, President President Bitch. Let's be honest, that's one. Uh, President Dry Nixon. You did call him President Pussy a lot. Yeah. I did call him President Pussy a lot, in part because. His first act as president is to go on TV and effectively um, go into a flop sweat about there being terrorists anywhere in the world. Mm. Uh, 
And that gets interrupted by Mike Novick just sort of leaning up in behind him and going, Oh yeah, hey man, the terrorists have got the, uh, they're trying to go for the nuclear football. So, uh, anyway, have a lovely evening. <laughs> uh, Mike Novick doesn't have such a wonderful NPR voice. He's not about to be doing This American Life anytime soon. But... No, no ASMR. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, this is Mike Novick on This American Chief of Staff. What connects these three stories? A murder in a Chinese consulate. The return of a man we'd all been glad to see the back of. And a husband and wife in a Nevada substation. We'll explain on this episode entitled party people. <laughs> if you've never listened to This American Life, don't worry, that wasn't funny. <laughs> uh, so Jack effectively ends up talking to the uh, the campers through the nuclear football phone. Yeah, they kind of ring up and go, yeah, we, f- we found this. Uh, we reckon it's pretty important. You know, um, you're like a truck with a how is my driving? <laughs> it's unfortunately open. Uh, can we have the code to close it again? And Jack's like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit, man. Here you go. Here's the code to open the nuclear football. Yeah. And then they lock it. And then go- and Jack goes, yeah. Um, oh, well, we'll be right with you. And they're like, are you with us now? And yeah. he's like, no. And they're like, okay, because there's a lot of headlights right by us. And Jack is goes, piss <laughs> that's not you. us uh there's a tracker on that please kill it immediately with a compass and a rock so they do that somehow um yeah, and then they run to a power substation um jack does a pretty cool move when he, yeah, like, yeah. he, he intercepts the terrorists and the campers at this substation uh, well we'll trim you're the airsoft yeah so there's a guy like pinning them down with uh pinning jack down and so jack like returns returns fire um and then like realizes he can't he's in like a disadvantageous position so like he um drops a bunch of bullets into a uh like a a can that he finds and then sets the can on fire he fills it with like newspaper or kindling or just random shit that he finds yeah and then like when the rounds start going off the guy thinks that jack is returning fire from the same position and then jack manages to flank him but then does kind of ruin it by going, hey, and the guy like looks down and Jack shoots him in the head. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's in a perfect new piece of flanking cover. And like, he's like, Terra says what? And the guy says, what? And then instantly gets domed. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, you know, there's gullible written on the floor. And he's like, yeah. There's so gullible written on the... Ooh! This this terrorist is like a, uh, like a, uh, like a CS silver player because he falls for the decoy grenade. No, uh, while this is going on, uh, Marwan is torturing the campers. Or more specifically, he's torturing the camper husband, who, I'm going to be honest, doing a pretty, not, not very good at camping. Yeah. Reasonably good at withholding torture. Hmm. Yeah. He was like college-level nuclear football player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's on performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> Which I guess is just you take two ibuprofen before they start shooting you in the knee. Yeah, very happy he didn't sell out his wife. Yeah, she yeah. was the one that they were really looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she had the football, and then she goes, she turns up and goes, "Please stop torturing my husband." Uh, the, the the football is literally two meters behind you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like hidden behind that pillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, "Oh, thanks, missus." And, that, um, and while we're here, do you have the code? And she's like, "Oh yeah, hang on." Um, yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah, sorry. Other pocket, other pocket, other pocket. Um, <laughs> here it is, and they're like. You're a star. Um, Which is funny because it's star is in the code. In the code, yeah. And they gave her a five-star rating on the terrorist version of Uber Eats. Yeah. 
And then and then Marwan's like, I promise I won't kill you. And then the second that she hands over the code, he's like, kill them both immediately. <laughs> At which point Jack turns up and uh, Marwan runs away with 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 the football. You may notice this is roughly the um and this is episode 17. Yes, this is the 34th time that Marwan has managed to run away from being arrested. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this will continue. Mm-hmm. Marwan is, I-, I can only assume, head to toe covered in a thin or maybe thick film of grease. Mm. He's got like, like goose grease, gre- grease goose get- gra- grabbing from the Georgian era. Mm. As a wait, wait, grease goose grabbing? Yeah, it's a Georgian era sport where they had to grab a a grease well, I mean, goose. It's, it's fairly descriptive, like clear in the name, I think. Well, I was, I, it says on the tin. The, the person to want to be the first one to pull its head off. I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a Jack Bauer ass sport. Yeah, I, I, I was say, one. Now, greased goose pulling, now greased goose grabbing, hmm. is something that's been offered to me on Canal Street, hmm. but it didn't entirely. <laughs> It yeah, didn't... you don't want the heads to be pulled off. You know, that's the thing, they offer that too. That's what made it, like, really come to mind. Ah, <laughs> um, new button uh, surgery just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Marwan uh, ends up leaving the nuclear football outside, but he's taken a couple of the pages from mm, it. The red part. Uh-oh. Part of the red chapter. Mm. Uh, repeat that a few times. And, well, we we find out that uh, after the train bombing... Uh, a lot of the nukes that they're going to be decommissioning as part of the sort of arms reduction treaties, they are uh, they're being moved around a bit, and after the train bombing, they have been running a few of them sort of around the place, just you know to kind of hot potato them as a security measure. And there's one that is on uh, those ones are on the red part of the nuclear yeah. football codes, and so Marwan uses the tracking code. And finds one in Iowa. And, well, they ambush it. They steal it. Later, they mention that it was stolen in mountain territory. <laughs> now, I don't know how much you know about Iowa. If you know nothing, good. <laughs> Iowa is flat. There is There are two things that come out of Iowa. One of them is... The bizarrely the first caucus of the US presidential cycle, and secondly, complaints about the lack of hills. <laughs> and like, I guess, distant third, crops. It's There's either corn or wheat or cheese. They they, they like something there. <laughs> um, but, and hey, this is, the, this is the dang coastal elites refusing to know about the heartland of America. Iowa. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Iowa is an important state. Um, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really. I don't really care enough about any of the United States. Oh no! I, I, oh no! I, I, I checked. Pod, have an opinion. I checked Podbean. We have very few listeners from Iowa. <laughs> if I was insulting, oh, me- that's why you were checking to see who we knew in like Chicago. Oh no! Yeah, I, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, if, if I was telling Illinois to go to hell, I'd be tanking our ratings. We're bizarrely popular in Illinois. Yeah, if I yeah, yeah, if I said Maine can suck it, then well, right now I think one of our main listeners is Stephen King. <laughs> and to be fair, if you told Stephen King to suck it, he'd be like, "Actually, if you read my book, it and at about the one third mark, all of the kids do." <laughs> oh, don't remind me of the child so I guess I know what God the. Yeah, so we've been trying to think of uh, potential names for this episode that could uh, usurp something that'll come up later. 
And I'm really glad that occasionally you'll hear a phrase like, don't remind me of the child sewer orgy and know that that's not in the running. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just discounted from the conversation. Well, um, from one gross thing into another. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the grossest plotline 24 has ever done. Mm. Now, so far. At this point, uh, CTU, they got basically zero leads. And then fortunately, at that moment, one of Marwan's contacts uses one of his... He uses a credit card that he knows they're going to be watching. And so they've got him at a, at a petrol station. And he calls Marwan and goes, Uh-oh, bad news. I did the bad thing. So Marwan says, Look, you silly bitch. If you get to this mari- marina, we have a contact. His name is Joe Prado, and he'll get you out of the country. He goes to the marina. They get on the boat. And once they realize that the police are sort of closing in, Joe Prado shoots him while he's on the phone with Marwan. So Marwan knows things have been fucked up. And Joe Prado instantly surrenders to the police saying, hey, that guy was trying to steal my boat. It was self-defense. Yeah. yeah. So CTU take him in you know, for questioning. And Marwan, he unveils his most dastardly plot yet. <laughs> now, if they question, if they question Joe Prado... They might know of their connections. And if this is CTU, so if they question Joe Prado, what are they going to do to him? Well, they'll get Eric and his bone-hurting juice. Mm. Yeah, well, I hate that that's if they're not out of towels. Mm. <laughs> I only assume that Eric... Well, they brought in Eric because of the, the, the laundry fees in LA going way up. <laughs> <laughs> Dry cleaning just had a few complaints. Yeah, like... When, There's too much stomach acid in yeah, these towels. I'm not dealing with this anymore. The start, start of the season, Jack Bauer comes in to talk to Driscoll about the budget. And Driscoll's like, we need a higher budget. You see, these towels, that stain's not coming out. <laughs> I was like, that's why you threaten. That's why you threaten. Have you considered oh. shooting their wives? President Dry Nixon, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, President Dry Nixon, you're looking very dry today. Uh, well, um, how do you stop someone from being tortured to half death? Unconstitutionally. By, yeah, by the United States government. As a citizen. You call up Amnesty International. Or, <laughs> but! As, it, as it's called here, Amnesty Global. Which is a... Re- like, we often will joke about something like X is just Y with the serial numbers filed off. This is if this is this X is the Y if you started to file off the serial numbers, but then the police came in and made you drop yeah. the file. <laughs> if that if that had like another twenty five minutes of filing away, it would be called like I don't know, um, like like peace, like, like uh, political peace global. But instead, it's Amnesty Global, and I... Uh, okay. They bring in... This is... Okay. This is this is uncomfortable. Yeah, this is... Like, this is real bad. Pretty much everything that happens in this episode is fairly uncomfortable. We were looking at like the ratings for this on IMDb like as a season, and we were wondering why season four was like, a bit lower. And a big part of it is because this episode is really kind of bringing it down, because... Who turns up? But okay, no, no two, no two ways of going about it. They've written a Jewish coded lawyer. Like, yeah, his name is I think David Weiss, and I. Uh, th- thankfully, they stopped short of giving him a Brooklyn accent and making him say it's unacceptable that you know I've got too many mittens or whatever else Bernie Sanders says. Um, 
But he comes in and says, hey, you can't torture this man. I'm going to be present throughout your interrogation. And everyone in CTU acts like he's the cunt. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what the fuck? We're just trying to do our jobs. And it's like, and like, throughout this entire episode, you get a lot of people going, this is their job. Like, they should be allowed to do this. That's what they do. And you remember we had that whole um, theory that CTU is just an, a, an off-the-books CIA organization? Yeah, so our theory from season one was that CTU is entirely staffed by, uh, by porno people. And as that's, that developed, to us realizing they were all hired by the CIA as a deniable op for them to function domestically in, in the United States... We, it's on. We don't think there are any more like members of the adult industry working there because, because they've, they've all yeah they've all cycled out by now. Yeah, uh, now that's why we haven't seen any like you know cameras in the toilets or like. There's been no fake, more fake taxis. Uh, they haven't had like, a, a surprising amount of like bad wigs. Mm. Uh, but the one thing that they do have is not just a willingness, but a full awareness that everything they do is entirely in breach of the U.S. Constitution. And they become actively aggressive if you tell them not to, including, and this is the saddest thing in the world, including the boy. Yeah, yeah, like this this episode. Look how they massacred our boy. They, they, they have him at one point go, this, like... PC lawyer is stopping us from doing our jobs. Yeah, if, uh, if, if you, and, and me... you were at this point going, well, his mom's died. He's a bit... And then he said that and you went, ooh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to get a hold of him. If you put me... Edgar's going, oh, put me in there. I'd get what ten we need. In... Yeah, like I'd go, we need in 10 seconds, which I think would be a CTU personal best. No, Jack got it in eight. Oh, yeah. but He I th- broke Tom Shrek in eight seconds. I think... You've got to start with Jack and Tom Shrek. You have to start counting from when he punched the CTU guard. Maybe, Because yeah. that's like, you know, start of the operation. I, I think Edgar would get from going in there, and then from the start of the torture to the end, 10 seconds. Jack began the torture when he bludgeoned a CTU agent. Mm. Okay. Trust me, I've spoken to the referee about this. Okay. <laughs> Weirdly, the referee... Like partnered with Amnesty International, like they, yeah, yeah. They they say, hey, look, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna condone torture, but if you're gonna do it, here's the rules. Quicker's probably better. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. And everyone, every basically every person, is acting like this is a real bitch move. Yeah, and that this is this is like the you're stopping them from doing their jobs. It's like is their job just 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 accepted to be that that they will they will torture anyone they bring in. They acknowledge pretty much that there is no way. Like, they call the president, and the president says, will he, with interrogation techniques that his lawyer would condone, will he give up the information? And they say, no. And the president goes, oh. um, We call him President Bitch, but not because of him saying, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't torture him. But we do call him President Bitch because he says, if he's innocent, that would look terrible for me. Yeah, his like yeah. his main issue here is that he will be, uh, he will look bad if it if it turns out the guy is innocent. Especially good, that, like, that that'd be his first act as a as president. Yeah, well, fuck off! Like this whole block is literally just like the the fucking like Scalia 
thing again about being like, oh, well, we have to allow yeah, people to yeah. torture, otherwise how will Jack Bauer do his job? This fucking episode Super, yeah. Super, is what did it. Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia watched this episode and the dumb wet bitch took this as being pretty much his defining like, political lodestar. Th- this is the fucking episode that did it, isn't it? Um, it's this fucking episode. They were, we were describing many of these episodes as being 24 distilled, and this is the 24 attitude torture Yeah, distilled. Uh, you got to have... you just got to let Jack Bauer do his job. And they're literally saying that, and then it's repeated in a fucking Supreme Court uh, judgment so, later. So, well, I don't know if we've mentioned... Um, a chap came down from Division a while back. His name is Bill Buchanan. We, d- we did mention him, I think, but yeah. Uh, he was briefly seeing Michelle, but isn't anymore. And he basically says to Tony, yeah. Because she still loves you. Oh. And you get a lovely little moment there. Uh, but he talks to Jack, and Jack says, okay, how about I resign? And Bill goes, blah, blah, blah. and Jack says, yeah. And then you, and you let Joe Prado go, because then I can torture him as a private citizen, and it's not your fault. And Bill goes fine. Goes like fucking apeshit for the idea, and like it is CTE policy to fire and rehire. So. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah, like this is this, Jack would be okay. So we've well, even today, people who have been fired and rehired. Jack, Jack has been hi- fired. Jack and was fired rehired now twice. T- yeah, um, Tony was fired. This isn't even the first time Jack's been fired and rehired today. Yeah, Tony was fired and then rehired. Michelle was promoted but rehired. Um, Chloe was fired and then rehired. rehired. Uh, Sarah Gavin fired. was fired, <laughs> but the night is young. <laughs> she could be rehired any, any second. Like God, they're really shuffling through the staff. We, we realised as well at some point, I went, are they firing and rehiring purely to get around the fact that people at the time were probably saying, hang on a second, none of these fuckers ever go to sleep. Yeah. Like, Do they fire them? So that they can have an excuse for them to go home and rest for a bit. Like yeah, like Driscoll, and then like Driscoll quits. So then you get Michelle coming in, and Michelle is well rested. You know, yeah, like to- yeah. Tony presumably got a nice, lovely little bit of a sleep with his you know pot golf cheer. Or maybe there was no sleep at all. <laughs> this is what happens if you grow up in Britain. Mm. Uh, yeah, it still no one eats, no one drinks. Uh, Felix was watching this and did actually comment saying, how long have these people been awake? Mm. Yeah, and, we went, and we just went, oh yeah, no, that's just accepted 24. Like, yeah, like uh, episode 10 of season one, Jack Bauer says, I haven't been asleep for more than 24 hours. So I'm a real thinner. And that is the last time the show remembered that people live. Yeah. Like yeah, they, I- never, they never address the fact that people need to sleep or eat or shit ever again. Yeah, like I'm the kind of person who will try and make sure that the people I care about like eat enough and sleep enough. So I was like, "Hey, the fuck." Yeah. Um, okay. So. Well, so they let Joe Prado go, and his lawyer walks out. No, 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 no. Sorry, they let him go, and he's like, "Well, well this is clearly a ruse." Yeah. Like you're not, you're not just going to release me. And he says, yeah. and and Curtis says like. Curtis basically says, like, you're going to, if you don't leave, I'm going to arrest you for trespassing in a government building, at which point you won't, you won't be allowed this lawyer. Famously. And and the lawyer goes, yeah, that's true. 
Oh, no, I don't think his lawyer even says anything. I think he his does. Lo- he, said, he said he's right. I thought his lawyer had fucked off at that point. No, no, his lawyer goes, yeah, he's right. Good. Um, no, because he's talking to his lawyer outside as well when he's like, I, I need to not be alone. Like, I need to stay in a hotel or something. Because his lawyer then just fucks off into his car and <laughs> there was a great moment. Joe Prado gets into his car and then the CTU agent is kind of escorting him out, opens like the passenger door. And then from off screen, a taser go, just clacks into his neck. And for the f- most fraction of a second, I truly believed about to move into frame was going to be Edgar. <laughs> yeah. As CTU has pivoted from trying to make Jack Bauer go on a rampage to making Edgar go on a rampage. Because they're like, this guy's actually more competent than Jack ever was. So let's just see what happens if we like... We wind him up for a bit. Yeah, well, he might get job, the job done. Yeah, well, we just throw him a Glock and like just point him in the right direction. <laughs> but uh, Jack gets into the guy's car, and his lawyer isn't even out of the parking lot before Jack is breaking his bones and instantly gets Marwan's location from him. A nightclub. Which later he says that he just changed his mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh he, he has the worst fucking but, line here. Oh, but he, he, so he gets Marlon's location. He says, "Here, this will help with the pain," and beats it and punches him out. Like, and then beep, beep, beep. That's the end of the episode. This is this is the worst fucking episode, and it had real world, like as we've already said, real world applications here, like it, like real world consequences for this fucking stupid episode. But, uh. Funnily enough, the next episode starts. At exactly on the hour, Joe Prado just got punched in the face in a parking lot. And at three seconds past the hour... (laughs) He's in the CTU medical unit with his hands splinted. He's teleported. No, no, you know what happened? Jack knocked him down to zero HP and he respawned at the last place that he slept. (laughs) Like, why did he last sleep? Hang on, someone sleeps. Uh, (laughs) Between between shots, Uh, when um, snuck off for a nap. Yeah, they they cut just too early, so you could see all of his items pop out, and he goes, "Oof." (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh yes, and they go, "Hey, Joe Prado didn't have time." Uh, beforehand they had said, "Oh, Joe Prado doesn't have time to call for a lawyer." That must mean it was Marwan. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the most dastardly plot ever, making them have to follow the Constitution. I genuinely thought that fucking Sarah Gavin was going to turn up in this episode and go, hey, no, look, they've got a point. They torture people all the time. Look at my neck. You know, like... Yeah, also, what is it with tasering people's neck? Because I Jack don't know. That must have been CTU a thing girl. at the time. It was in It was in vogue, tasering I, I, people in the neck. <laughs> I think it's entirely possible the producers just thought it looked cool. Yeah. Mm. But uh, There's a lot of neck-based harms, actually. They, like, Jack stabs a guy in the spine at some point. Uh, hot Nicole makes the guy look sharply to the left, and then when that doesn't break his neck, she just stabs him in the spine. Yeah, there's Paul a lot of Paul was necks. shot in the spine. Yeah, lots of, a lot of necks and spines. Um, Thinking about it. Well, uh, so Buchanan from Division calls Mike Novick, the... Um, uh, the chief of staff, and says, hey, uh, sir, I've got some mixed news. And Novick goes, oh, I'm kind of a you know pragmatic guy. And he's like, so we tortured the guy. And Novick goes, that's bad. And Buchanan goes... But and, we didn't torture yeah, the guy. Yeah, and he, said, and he gave up the information. And Novick goes, that's good. And Buchanan goes, but we did torture the guy. 
and Novik goes, "That's bad." Yeah, that's against what the exactly what against what the president said. And Novik uh, and Buchanan says, "But you did loophole it a bit." Well, you loopholed it a bit. So if if President wet if President Dry Nixon, who is getting wetter by the second, um, if he signs the order, we can fiddle the time logs, and. Uh, he says this so calmly, like it's just something they do all the time. Yeah. Which, mm. And Dry Nixon just goes, well, no, Bauer broke the law. Bauer should be arrested, which seems like an unbitch move. Yeah. And you would be incorrect for thinking so because he's not annoyed that Jack Bauer tortured a man who hadn't even been charged with a crime and had very specifically just been released. No, uh, he's annoyed that Jack Bauer didn't do what he President Bitch had said, mm. um, thus re like when, he every line he has. Um, have either have either of you two ever seen someone drown? I, I have drowned. Oh no, I'm talking uh, well. Well, not to death, but yeah. you know, it was not a great time. It was one of my many trips to hospital. Now, you know, you know that specific <laughs> Same, thing. Same actually, <laughs> weirdly weird bit of like connection I, there. I, I have also non fatally drowned. What the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you know <laughs> when you like you burst like really fast through the surface and you go like up and you feel like you're suddenly like almost entirely out of the water. Like it feels like you're out of your water up to up to the knees. Mm. And then you go back in, you're deeper than you were before. Yeah. Every time President Bitch has a line, it feels like he's breaking out of bitchdom <laughs> up to the knees. And then he finishes the line and just goes, Because as president I should be defibrillating a man in the face myself. And you're like, oh no, you <sighs> Yeah. Swing and a miss. Like you see you see him becoming a drier and drier Nixon to the point where he almost starts to look like a man, yeah. But no, then he he re Nixon's. Uh, are, are we implying that Nixon wasn't? Isn't Nixon Nixon's dead? Be... Nixon's dead. Yeah. <laughs> the key, the key <laughs> angle of Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon, trans mask icon. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's going to be staying in the podcast, but as an olive branch to you, won't be the episode title. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I might put it in the Podbean description. No, um, that's how we get banned. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the old French two in this thing? Uh, now you won't know because <laughs> I've I, I've set uh, audacity to truncate silence, but there was quite the silence there. <laughs> um, no, Jack goes to the nightclub that um, uh, Joe Prado said that Marwan was at, and. He does a combination of the drone phase from Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, we're and, in the Rainbow Six bit again. And, but also 24 colon the board game colon the DVD game. It is literally, it's, it, he drives a little drone around through the vents and it really is like one of the mini games. Like, I, I genuinely think that is actually a, video, like, a, a mini game from the board game. Like it, it looks like an FMV thing. While this is happening, Marwan is doing a terrorist video. Yeah. No, like, Vlogging. You remember how Yeah, said- yeah dear Mar- Marwan, the first vlogger terrorist. No, okay. no, you know is, Osama- said- is Osama bin Laden the first vlogger terrorist? <laughs> and also, is he the first, perhaps, vlogger? I don't think the first vlogger. Wow, you, you, well, you've blown my mind there. But also, you remember how we said that uh, ISIS Osama. Their- you should call him Osama Uploadin. Oh... <laughs> 
Yeah. You remember how we said that ISIS took their um like iconography and like and the, the way they did their videos yeah, from yeah, yeah. video from like the vi- yeah. popular TV and stuff. I think this might have actually inspired an ISIS video. Oh, you mean with the flag and shit? Yeah. Oh, behind um behind Secretary Heller, they have the same flag and even have the guy like dressed in like a an orange jumpsuit. Which is a very ISIS thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like so, I think so no, this, this season is... has actually inspired yeah. ISIS a little bit. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? That, um, what is it? Watchtower? No, that's the Jehovah's Witness one. What's the ISIS newsletter? I don't fucking know. I know, but now I'm just thinking that one of the eyes. So, I'm not. T- I'm not telling you <laughs> shit, officer. This is a very <laughs> elaborate ploy to get me to admit that I read it. <laughs> no, 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 then, no, no. Then what's our fate? What? What's our favourite currently ongoing criminal plot? <laughs> uh, post in the comments. <laughs> our DMs are open if you would like to tell us about any current jihadi activity you're involved in. Um, God, we haven't even got to the 9-11 shit. Yeah. Uh, but the, while Marwan is making the video, I guess maybe just after he's finished, he then like spins around like... Um, Remember when Jack threw that pen earlier and the guards went, hmm? And went to investigate it. Yeah, it seems like Marwan is now like a video game guard, but like specifically when you're in like high suspicion mode. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he, he turns around because he goes like, he can hear something in the vent and he sees the camera there, right? And I think uh, what this is, is Marwan is uh, like a gold level and above siege player. So he recognizes the noise that drones make, which is very distinctive. And he goes, ah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he goes, ah, there's one in the vent, right? And they, and they leg it out of there. In my mind, I then instantly edited the bit where Marwan turns around to have Marwan then like pull a GSG9 and just start blasting at the vent. Marwan, Marwan because that's knows. Because that's the last thing my drones Marwan, ever fucking see. Marwan knows because he has the red text that's coming up and his vision that says detected. Because, <laughs> like, Jack Bauer fucking sucks, so he's X-pinged instead of Z-pinged. Yeah, Jack Bauer is scanning all the time. Yeah. Um, the uh, CTUs had to move in slightly quicker than they otherwise wanted to because the Secret Service are coming to arrest Jack. Yeah, the president is big minutes. mad. So um, yeah. he sends in the Secret Service to arrest him. And like everyone's being like, well, Jack, I'm sorry. I can't stop them from doing this. Oh, yeah, because uh, the team is made. And so the terrorists, they they run through a hole they have in their wall in the back of this nightclub that goes into the incredibly spacious LA sewers. And I don't know if you've ever played as a Nosferatu mm. in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up child sewer orgies again. I was terrified oh, no. for a second. Hi, Stephen King here. Is that his voice? Who's to say? <laughs> um, yeah, the, that's the only other time that I've seen an incredibly spacious sewer in Los Angeles that has multiple just pickaxed out holes in the walls to the back rooms of nightclubs. Mm. Mm. Like you're expecting to see like a like a businesswoman Harley Quinn like dissociative lady just be like hmm, you want money right and just <laughs> vampire the masquerade play it yeah. uh, also when when jack gets rested for all of those five minutes does that go on his record to be expunged later i guess oh yeah like absolutely. it did for oh yeah, oh, yeah like yeah, oh, no, he's... you mean like it didn't for sarah <laughs> yeah. yeah no no my point being like so is he, gonna, is he gonna ask for it to be expunged and then they're just gonna fire him <laughs> michelle like threateningly holds a taser <laughs> he's like what are you gonna do fire me 
you're only going to rehire me in five minutes. And Michelle yeah. is like, you've got me. You've got me. Yeah, you've, you're a sly <laughs> negotiator, Jack. Yeah, the negotiation. Yeah, we, we, we shouldn't have put the respawn clause in your contract yeah. where you can just come back whenever you feel like it. So they, they escape. They blow up the entrance to the tunnel so the terrorists get away. Jack gets arrested and says, hey, Secret Service, nice going, blowing the mission. It's like, Secret Service didn't have the world's loudest drone. You did. Yeah. Uh, like, I, and then later, I think I think the idea was supposed to be that he had to move the drone quicker than he wanted. Yeah, or like, maybe they had to use the drone rather than... Well, no, they were already using the drone. So, like, I don't know. They had it's... to use the drone rather than something they wouldn't have done if the... Who I, knows? Either way, when Jack gets arrested by the Secret Service, it is the most... No. Now, I have had... <sighs> I have had games of Halo where someone on my team... Like on a team of four, I'll have gone plus two. Someone else will have gone plus one. Someone else will have you know gone zero, and someone else will have gone like negative twelve, and we'll have lost the game. And however, <laughs> Let's see where this is going. Yeah. I've played enough games on the internet. <laughs> yeah. However, the guy that went plus three or whatever will have been the last death, and so the guy that went minus twelve will then go, "Nice going, idiot! You lost us the match." That's Jack Bauer saying that the Secret Service. Yeah. One of them fucking drops a videotape, which has the... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that has um, Marwan being, you wake up tomorrow in a different world. And they're like, oh, that must mean there's... Oh, and it specifically says, one of your nuclear weapons has been turned against you. And my God, that's such a relief. Because if they said, all of your nuclear weapons would have been turned against you... <laughs> That's like so many more hours of plot. Hey, can you imagine if this plan had just worked earlier and they had melted down 106 nuclear reactors, therefore meaning that he did not need to fucking do this to begin with? Yeah. Well, if you'd, if you'd melted down over 100 nuclear reactors... Have and, basically the same effect. Yeah, and you then... Well, it wouldn't no, it'd have way worse effect. Yeah, and yeah, because they were saying in the one in, they were saying it would be about two and a half million deaths before Fallout, or like before checking wind projections, which feels conservative to me. I As think a, they did say seven, actually. I think they said seven million. Yeah, and I mean, well, they're saying it's before dawn on the East Coast that it'll happen, which is two hours' time. And, okay, I'm. I'm sorry, you wheaty bitches in the Midwest. <laughs> but anywhere in two hours pickup truck driving distance from Iowa... Is it, that still Iowa? I mean, I was going to say it doesn't have two million people, but yeah, you'll be... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I always forget how big America is, so I'm just going to assume that no matter where you are in Iowa, you're always within two hours driving distance of escaping Iowa. Like, I wonder if they might put it on a plane, though. Like, it's mm. like they did that in season two. They were trying to fly the nuke around on a plane, and if they do, then we really, they really are just redoing season two. Well, I don't know. well, one of the guys transporting the bomb, uh, he gets called by his girlfriend, and uh, one of the other terrorists is like, "She'll leave a message," and like, she's left three messages. Which, so she's going to leave a fourth. Come on, man! <laughs> Emotional intelligence zero. I just do what I do, and. Like turn your cell, like turn the cellular function of your phone off. So then somebody has to send you a messenger call, going, "Sam, have you done something?" 
work has been calling for six hours. Uh. <laughs> Actual thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You got health checked by your work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you think that you're part of the anti-work movement. I'm the guy that had to get a welfare check. Um. Um. I don't know if I've got the gain up high enough to hear it. Um. Imagine sitting on a whoopee cushion that has already had three good sits on it, and that's the sound that Trin was making while laughing just then. <laughs> but so the girlfriend calls him up and he says, I'm, I'm in a... His girlfriend calls him up, he answers, he says, I'm in a hospital, I'm in a hotel. She says, no, I called him up and you're not there. And, uh, and she says, oh, I've also looked at your internet history... I see you've Ooh, got. A, we never want to do that. Yeah, I see you've got a bookmark for like a a, he, a, a hentai haven. <laughs> you oh, and also some terrorism related things. But let's talk about the hentai first. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to steer you off the hentai. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, fuck it. Hey, you're voted two to one. So Felix, what hentai do you think this guy's looking at? Oh, good question. Well, if there's one thing that we've learned from last night, it's that. People will always somehow end up tending towards oh, th- thing, no. things you wouldn't expect. Oh, fuck off. Yes. Um, so. Uh, Dude's into some kind of monster fucking anyway. Yeah. So his the girlfriend calls up CTU. And I'm going to be honest, I really like this girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, she's smart. Like, like she like, works out something's up, you know, rings she, up. She calls gets C- Chloe. Yeah, she calls CTU. It's put through with Chloe, and like, I don't even know who I should be talking to with this. I'm like, oh, you're self-effacing. Like that. You feel awkward on the phone. I like you already. And Chloe's like... This was your version of the heart assassin lady? Yeah. Yeah. You were just like, oh, someone I can find Me and with. Felix go hog wild for a girl with a knife. You go hog wild for a girl who awkward on the phone. <laughs> I, I didn't say I don't go hog wild for a girl with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell whenever I'm expressing emotional vulnerability because I will NPR voice into the mic. <laughs> uh, and so Chloe goes on the field and and talks. Uh, yeah, and and talks to her, and it. She says, "Oh wow, yeah, this guy's hidden his stuff well." And she says, oh, "And the girlfriend says, oh yeah, I ran this um, techno babble decryption.'" And Chloe sort of goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you did a what? And she says, oh yeah, I, I, I have a PhD in computer sciences. And Chloe looks at her with like, okay, Mary Lynn like, Raskob is a good actress. And I know that because I've seen her have, mo- have like a range of emotions in other roles. But as, as Chloe, it's just various levels of grumpy. And so this is not like me insulting the actress. Again, I like the actress, but Chloe looks at her with like the kind of grumpy, like tinged with respect. Mm. Uh, and they, um, she finds like some kind of links that she was contact. Uh, he'd been contacting someone. At which point, terrorists attack. Uh, or I think terrorists singular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he. He looks kind of like Stannis Baratheon if he ran really, really fast at Jason Statham and they just kind of went... (laughs) So Statham Baratheon tries to shoot through the bathroom wall. Uh, They 
like his uh, the girlfriend just says, oh, "Don't you have a gun?" And Chloe just goes, "No, I'm an analyst." All the guys I have had guns just got domed, so <laughs> like through sheer force of numbers, probably fine. But they get out, they lock themselves in their bulletproof car, call up. Um, well, Trin, um, you know that bit at the beginning of No Time to Die that you found really uncomfortable? Yes. Where Bond and his lady friend are in their bulletproof car, and Bond is just looking at her while the dude keeps trying to shoot through, like shotgun his way through the window. Yeah. And you were kind of looking at me during it, like, hmm. Yeah, don't like this. Yeah, you were making the Minecraft villager noise. Yeah. And I was looking at you like, oh, isn't this like emotionally engaging? And you were going, hmm. Because you actually have the ability to empathize what happens on screen. <laughs> and, I, and I just see, they're in an Aston Martin. <laughs> it's got the wooden steering wheel. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, this is giving me a lot of emotional pain. And I'm like, leather seats. <laughs> uh, it's very reminis- reminiscent of that while Chloe calls up CTU, gets them to tell them the code to open the back so they can get the rifle. And at this point, um, Statham Baratheon has just started ramming the car over and over. Mm. And then, I'm going to be honest, I fucking loved this bit. Like, I'd forgotten this happened. I think think the episode where Joe Prado gets tortured... That's the first episode where I remember nothing. I think I might have stopped watching season four at that episode. I I guess maybe something came up. Mm. So this whole thing has been new for me. So Chloe gets a... What uh, what hand? She gets the the rifle. Well, yeah, but what rifle is it? It's the... Uh, It's... Is it the M4? I, th- I think it's an M4. It's 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 got a carry handle. It looks like it could be. It's an M4 or an M16. It's it's an AR of some kind. It's a proper like you know, like Yank Army thing. Yeah, and she she just she fires like the entire magazine through the front window of this, and and what at least one of them connects with the dude. So yeah, because she's later like I killed the guy, and then yeah, I mean, oh. we're gonna have some words about. <laughs> Yeah, should we want to go on to that now? Because we'll no. go on to the, ne- the next thing after this. Well, um, if we... Yeah. It, it, well, I... Just briefly beforehand, uh, President Bitch, he's found out that the Secret Service coming in have been responsible. You can't hear the quotation marks, but if the microphone picked up the massive whooshing of the air quotes, then that's what that was. Uh, he said, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm not good at dealing with a 24 series level threat. Who is? And Mike Novick goes, um, I know a guy who's, well, I, yeah, I, I've this, worked with a guy who's worked with three. The, the, the second that they said, well, and I went, no, 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 no. And I said, no, 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 for a good 30 seconds until Palmer appeared on screen. At which point I screamed. Uh, Felix, you have, this is like, I cannot put into words how right you are, Felix, that this is done like an Avengers post credit scene, done in the middle of the episode. This episode ends with Chloe just turning Statham Baratheon into mints, mm. and it's hilarious. Yeah, the, the Chloe shooting the guy, that's great. The aftermath of that, not so great. Yeah. But uh, the way that the phone call is done... Yeah, like, uh, I know a man, and then and then I'm screaming and going, no, don't you dare, yeah. and it pans across to, like, a watch. Felix has never heard of... of well, 
Felix has never heard of the character who's about to appear. You, dear listeners, even if you started with with this season, season four, you have heard of him because we bitch a lot. <laughs> like we 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 don't we have like three topics of conver- of conversation. One is what if we tried to queer twenty four. Another one is what if like Jack Bauer is the bad guy. And the third one is, I hate Guy. <laughs> yeah. But, I fucking hate but, David Palmer so Yeah, that's much. right. It's David Palmer. <laughs> Felix. I hate him it, so much. I would like Felix to explain... Oh, God. ...how your experience, both with David Palmer's appearance and with us attempting to explain it. Okay. So, David Palmer. You, and then I got, I'm just adjusting so I can... Call me Cheryl Sandberg, baby, because I'm telling you to lean in, even though that advice does very little to help you. Yes. Okay, so, David Palmer, like, when I saw him, I was like, wait, I reckon... Uh, my initial reaction was literally just, isn't that a guy from NCIS? <laughs> and which you two paused the thing and went on to, yes, and also... Here's all the other grody yeah. shit he's done in 24. Here is basically the war crime president. Yeah. Uh, and then started listing that like he is horrific and was basically there to enable Jack. Yeah. Uh, the previous Jack Whisperer. Yeah, yeah. Were. He's yeah. He's the Jack Whisperer of uh, <laughs> like of, of, of Christmas past. past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of Jackmas past. And then we're saying something about you there, boy. Say, what yeah. Jack is it? No, no. You, you there, boy. What day is it? The same the worst day of my yeah. life. The longest day of my life. <laughs> Uh, and then you were also saying, go, has... go, go, go to the market and get the plumpest wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you were also saying something about like how like last, well, when you hoped he died was when uh, you shook your hands with someone and there was contact poison. The hot lesbian assassin. Yeah. Hmm. Who I wish I saw. Of, of 24's past. Oh, and that he fibrillated somebody's head. fibrillated head yeah. as well, yeah. Uh, but no, with the with the palm thing, I'm thinking more, because like, you were like, oh yeah, like you see his hands start welling up, and I'm like, oh, you mean his palm. Oh. And it, yeah. And I was like, thank you for the dumb joke of this character I know very little about. It was very fun. As in Palmer. <laughs> mm. Let me explain. Go on. Okay, you fucking asked for it. Oh, no, 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 no. I hate when people call you on this fucking joke. I, I, I <clears throat> The character's name is David Palmer. Palmer is an archaic name, um, deriving from, I believe, a type of craftsman. Now, you were mentioning how in season two, it seems his fate was sealed through the application of contact poison to the stem of his hand, or indeed his palm, based on that's where the welts began to show. You were then drawing a comparison between his palm and his surname, Palmer, which you may notice contain the same phonemes. As such, the juxtaposition created a humorous comparison, thereby creating a joke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, uh, <sighs> but then you were saying how you were disappointed that he wasn't dead, uh, because you then saw him on a fishing trip with his forty-year-old son it's the whole, for the whole of season three. <laughs> it's, oh, it's very hard to describe. Season one has a stupid fucking plot line before David Palmer gets involved, where his son—he's being blackmailed via his son, hmm. who we've seen 
Now, we assume is 21, like early 20s max. Yeah. And we then, like, I think it was at season three that we see him as he's, he is not a boy. Yeah, we looked it up and it was like a lot older than we were expecting. Anyway, he, he was, I think, Palmer, I think he was 15 years younger than David Haysbert, who mm. is um, Palmer. Right. Hmm. Importantly. Wait, is it, no, it's Dennis Hesbert, who I shouldn't confuse with David Harewood, who is the similarly baritoned uh, head of uh, the CIA in Homeland. Ah, okay. And also fucking loves torture, mm-hmm. I reckon. Mm. Well, anyway, this led us on to going, how many people? Because they say a line... Three presidents in the... Oh, because Logan is saying, shall I resign? And, um, yeah, Novik says... Not good. Yeah, yes. Three presidents in three hours. That's a no good... That's a no-bones day for America. Yeah, and and we went, how many presidents have there been in 24? So... And we went, four. At which point, you said, was Bill Clinton... President at the, in season one before, but, I mean, what is thy divergence point of twenty four? Okay, so let's run this. So, presidents wise, um, let's run present backwards. We have President Bitch, yeah. even though he has basically gone into a, into a side room and said, "Yeah, yeah. literally everything from here on out is being run through." He's Palmer. in conference room B. Yeah, yeah. He even says conference room B. He doesn't even go to conference room A. Yeah, yeah. He just lets Palmer run everything from yeah. next door. So yeah. Palmer is like president, acting president. Yeah, I can imagine Woodrow that... Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have Woodrow Wilson post stroke. We have fucking John F. Kennedy post bullet. Uh, that's right. Bitch was another John F. Kennedy joke. Um, so we have President Logan. Beforehand, we have President Joe Biden. Mm. And before that, we have President Palmer. And then, season one, President Palmer is the Democratic nominee hopeful, implying that the season is set in March of 2000, which would make Bill Clinton the president, which brings up the question. Was he? Is Bill Clinton the president? If so, what's the divergence point? Is it just that Al Gore had previously stated in this universe, oh, I don't want to do a presidency. Like, how far back does it go? This is like trying to work out, and there is a cottage industry on YouTube, try and work this out, where the Fallout timeline diverges. Mm-hmm. Except and- somehow the 24 universe has more nukes going off. Okay, so, also, importantly... And thus far, more ghouls. Did- and there's also in the Mojave. Uh, it, it, it's pronounced the Mojave. Okay. You, are you both done? Because I have a question to ask you. Did 9-11 happen in the 24 universe? This is the crux. Uh, this is... I would put... I'd say no. Did Jack Bauer stop 9-11? Or was he, like our other JB initial hero, James Bond, fucked up in a North Korean prison? <laughs> Did hack director, director of Next, fucking Next, Lee Tamahori, go, oh, you know what? I reckon Jack Bauer would have stopped things. Because, well... I, yeah, because they never ever mention 9-11 in this show. Or if they, we've just realised that if, like, we've been if, sp- if they struck do. by a bolt from the blue. We went, 
Have they ever mentioned 9-11? If they've mentioned 9-11, it's been late enough in a season that we have been too gone to care and been so cursorially that it's purely because they felt weird they hadn't mentioned it, but that otherwise... But also, Which this leaves, is a fucking time, like, timeline this, divergence this, 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 as well. le- this leaves one of two options. One, 2000, like, 2001, 9-11 never happened. Or it did. Uh, kind of no one talks about it. It didn't really inform politics. Well, actually, just... to be fair, right, thinking about it, in this universe, 9-11 would kind of be small beans. Yeah, mm. yeah. Season two, the, like, the atom bomb going off in the Mojave fucking destroying the town of Good Springs, sending a shard of shrapnel into the head of the courier. Sorry, I've already done all of the... Yeah. Mm. An EMP See, going in, off downtown. In, in... Like, 9-11 would be like a small incident, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. thinking about it, maybe it did happen and it's just too, like, too small. Like, that's like the bitch terrorist attack. Like, no one cares. Yeah, it's like... See, like but nine, also... 9-11 would be something that would happen in a mid-season episode of 24. 9-11 would be like Marwan's plot that he uses to, like, distract... <laughs> Jack yeah. for like five Wait, minutes. Yeah. There's even a bit when Jack, be a diversion. When Jack is um, being held hostage by Marwan, Jack kind of goes, <laughs> everyone in 24 goes, <laughs> when they're being tortured. Mm. Um, I'm not doing this myself. Like they've, everyone has two modes. They either go, <laughs> or they go, yeah. I'm so glad that was damn it. Because if it was the one about, I'm only carrying you. I, I, you're only conscious because I don't want to carry you. Yeah. I didn't have the patience to ride that one out. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I had another point to make, actually. Like, this uh, has to, well, it, there has to be a diversion point. I don't think 9-11 happened because the Iraq war never happens in 24 either. Because. Well. Um, wait, no. Well, first, wait, 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 but then, because they mention that fake pilot man was in the Gulf War, yeah. because we joked that he didn't actually do drugs and get discharged. That was all just symptoms of his Gulf War syndrome. Mm. Yeah. If you're listening and you have Gulf War syndrome, what the fuck's going on with that? <laughs> because they, yeah, no, the, we're curious to know. Wait, no, the, the Iraq War never happens in this because they have the they have the almost war with the three non-named. Uh, like Middle Eastern countries, which are presumably like Iraq, Afghanistan, like Iran, right? Uh, it's un- unspecified Astan. Who knows yeah. Astan? Who's to say Astan? Yeah, and like, uh, but like that is averted in this in the twenty four timeline. So the Iraq War never happens. But, presumably, war with Afghanistan never happens either. So well, we it's so for it's series, real fucking for unclear. a series that wants to try and stay like like kind of gritty and grounded in real life. Hang in the twenty four universe. Does a failed attempt by, like, by an Islamist extremist group to detonate a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles, does a failed attempt to nuke LA count as much as a successful attempt to kill one one thousandth as many people in New York? Wait, wait a fucking second as well, right? Hang on. Because this a large part of this series is Marwan being grumpy about the U.S. imperialism, which, in a large part, was caused. Like, well, obviously they were doing that beforehand, but oh, I've been oh, I've been saying this since hour eight, baby. Marwan says that they've been there for five years planning this. When we were doing the whole Marwan before, like Sharia Shark Tank, I promised I wouldn't use that joke, but here we are. Uh, while we were 
doing that, I was thinking to myself, yeah, it's 2000. Like, there, there's still the, the detente between, you know, extremist Islam and the US of as long as neither of us fuck with each other, we won't fuck with anyone else. That was still going. That was broken by 9-11. And that's what caused, you know, the, the sudden mass aggression from the US to the Middle East and vice versa. Hmm. So, okay, Let, let's just... Okay, so uh, my point being, where is this... I mean, I guess the US would find an excuse either way, right? Absolutely. Like, but it, it's just, it feels a bit or, weird once I've realised now that 9-11 probably didn't happen in that universe. Well, in the 24 universe, is Marwan's condemnation of US imperialism based on the first Gulf War? Maybe. You know, Highway of Death. Like, maybe... maybe Marwan is but Iraq has a Iraq has a border with Turkey. I've just Iraq I've just had has a really a, nasty no, thought. Iraq has a border with Turkey. Iraq also has a border with Iran. The terrorists that we've met have either had Turkish, Iraqi, or Iranian names. Maybe this is a, a massive revenge attack for Gulf War oh One. Oh my fucking god! You've cracked it. That's why you've got, oh, yeah, they're all Turks. You've cracked it, and uh, that's why the fucking pilot who has Gulf War Syndrome is in, in on it. Yeah, Shore Agdashlu. You know, she's Iranian. Yeah. You, yeah. You know Berruz? Yeah. Berruz is an Iranian name. Oh, my God. Have we actually made sense of it? Okay, so. But also. Let, listen, let's, I, ha- let's have this out start to, start to finish. Oh, no, you said unless. And I, I've got the feeling if I start trying to whip out this blanket... And by the time I'm done, you then say, unless, princess, you're going to find a P under it. So, <laughs> so let's, let's let your gob shite some more first. Okay, I was just going to say that um, if it's about the highway of death, then we'd have a very, very funny alternate timeline when a fr- where a friend of mine uh, got a call of duty going <laughs> banned in, in uh, Russia for something else. <laughs> Uh, it, the, a friend of mine um, made a tweet some time ago no, it, that was like the, the thing about... Um, he was the guy to like really bring to attention the uh, in, the fact that uh, in, in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare remake, they reference the Highway of Death in the first Gulf War, but they say that it was the Russians what yeah, done it. Yeah, and that meant that there was a, like an international incident between Russia and and the US over this, and the Call of Duty got banned there uh, in Russia. And uh, it was my it was it was my mate what did that. Um, what a chowderhead. Shout ahead, we'll link you in the replies to this episode. <laughs> we will not be doing that. Um, How else are we going to get him to listen? Uh, <laughs> he might be our listener in Maine, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... If actually, it, I'm not sure if he lives there, to be fair. Then again, that, that would explain the chowder aspect. Yeah. That's right. I'm considering everyone that lives in Maine to have one of two characteristics. One, they love shouter. And the other is they are Stephen King. Um, <laughs> um, what? Which one is worse? Slash better? I mean, at least Stephen King wrote Christine. Mm. Like, uh, oh, we have we still have another fucking episode. An to go hour, and we are overrun. <laughs> right, let's let's crack on. Uh, I know. I think. I think if there's anything that we can overrun for, does nine eleven happen in twenty four? Is a pretty solid answer. Yeah. Mm. Like. Okay. Right. Oh well, so our, carrying on. Hour twenty begins. Chloe has just turned a 
Statham Baratheon into like have you ever dropped a um a jar of strawberry jam? Because not I haven't either, but this, uh, I would imagine that's what it looks yeah. like. Mm, um bits and all. They on site work out that the terrorist's hard drive has been uh the guy that he's been emailing is a man named Li Jong, a Chinese national, and so instantly CTU goes, <gasps> the Chinese run on this? And they go, uh, no, no, he also has like crimes in China, so he's probably freelance. Yeah, not everyone who has a, a nationality means that that nation is yeah. involved. He's a he's a, a nuclear warhead he's, technician man. Yeah, so he's effectively been the guy telling them how you can um, how you can detonate this. Yeah, and uh, and then the, the the guy the 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 nice woman's um, the boyfriend is is the guy who has built the chip. Mm. off his plans. Yeah. Is he yeah. the one that doesn't use thermal paste? Yeah, he doesn't use thermal paste when we see him putting it into yes, the weapon yeah. and I cringed a bit. Oh, yeah. I, this guy is going to make a terrible PC. To be fair, I feel like the you maybe don't need to do that on a nuclear warhead. You're threatening... You're going to detonate in a few hours anyway because I think that that might be putting, like... Then again, what is... That uh, might be, like, compensating a bit much for something that's going to explode. Then again, what is... Um... Disarming a nuclear bomb other than a really dramatic unboxing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Putting thermal paste on a thing that's going to explode is kind of funny because it's yeah. like regulating temperatures mm. until. Yeah. What's up, guys? It's me, Roger Moore. <laughs> Ready to unbox this atom bomb, and everyone else in the Stromberg one is like, no, please don't. <laughs> little spy who loved me joke for the James Bond fans. Uh, and, and he's currently. Hanging out in the Chinese consulate, so President Palmer, because he's called President Palmer because he's a former president, and you never lose that title. But he's also called President Palmer because he is the president at this point, functionally. Yeah, not in th- not in like actual title. But who's gonna who's gonna tell him no? The mm. president? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> in his conference room B. Yeah, yeah. Conference room A is where all the good shit happens. Um, well, uh, he. This is uh, yet another. Oh, the guy from the thing, guy, because the Chinese consul. Uh, he's um he's uh, the actor that plays Jules Pierre Mao in The Expanse, uh, which is uh, Shorey Agdashlu is also in. So we're having a speed run of actors. What I like, yeah, Shorey Agdashlu, who played Chris Jen Avrasala. Avrasala, did I get that? Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, and this is, I mean. Right after we watched The Road to El Dorado with Edward James almost from uh, Battlestar Galactica in. And I'm going to, to me, Battlestar Galactica and The Expanse are the same show. So, <laughs> so the fact that they've been, like, the fact that I've been able to take them, uh, pull, tell them apart at any point is just truly godly. Uh, as you may be able to tell, I. It's tough to be a god. It's tough to be a god. It's also tough to keep track with one shot per every jack damn it. <laughs> Given that, it turns out these are really backloaded. Yeah. Uh, so the consulate refuses to give up uh, Li Zhong. Uh, because... no, he said, no, he doesn't refuse. He says it'll just be like two to three hours before I can uh, uh, Even well, though they know well, the yeah, nuke will go yeah, off in two hours. Yeah, President Palmer says in two hours the nuke's going to go off. And the consul says, oh, you can talk to him in three hours. And in the 24 universe, this isn't as much of a dick move as it seems, because in the world of 24, everyone is aware that they aren't human beings with needs and wants. They're all just simply playing the great game. Mm. Yeah. This is like the West Wing bit of 24 again, where like, 
they have Palmer like playing the game with like trying to be polite to this dude who is like going to get them all killed but, like, because all... it's political. Oh no! And when I said the Great Game, I mean like you know the like it's nineteen oh five, and you're working out which like which archduke you can assassinate without starting a, a, a yeah. great war. Like, you so, misjudge it completely. Yeah. So the console is going like, oh well, three hours, and Palmer's like, huh. An excellent move upon your part. Well, and then he hangs up. And he calls Jack Bauer and he's like, hey, Jack, are you back with CTU? And Jack is like, yeah. He's like, great, so you have that CTU van that you had from the petrol station? And Jack's like, how did you know about that? And because Palmer was like, I've been watching 24 this whole time. I'm not president. <laughs> I have nothing to do but binge watch your show. And he's like, well, thanks, man. <laughs> it's like when I have a friend of mine that I didn't expect to listen to the podcast make a podcast-related joke. <laughs> <laughs> Palmer's like, you know that like after in in a couple of episodes they reference Hexcore and Jack's like, what's that? And Palmer's like, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like, I'm gonna try and speed things along with this well, episode because yeah, we're over. So Palmer says, now Jack, you've got to go in and get Lee Jong in a purely deniable op, and if you have that balaclava from your previous CTU van, put it on. And that was the DOD van. Dot. Yeah, the Dodd van. Dodd van. Um, wow, I guess, I guess a balaclava is just standard issue across the yeah. whole. Mm. So they, so well, I say they, Jack Solo goes in and. Ninjas his way up. Yeah, we have another board game bit where like there's the, the, the screen, you have to direct Jack past the cameras uh, and the guards. Yeah, you have to tell him to move whenever they're not looking. And he's got a folder with a fucking like tranquilizer gun in it. But and he's specifically, just, like, tranquilizing uh, the guards now. Uh, oh, no, he starts shooting the guards and we're like. Did he just kill them? And then we see that they're like darts. And again, this whole sodding season has been Kiefer Bloody Sutherland's crikeying audition to play Solid Snake. Yeah. <laughs> in, in part because he has been ever more punished to play Punished Snake. But yeah, we have never encountered a quick-acting tranquilizer gun before, but apparently Jack Bauer is going through this on easy. Like he's not wearing a chicken hat, but he's pretty close. <laughs> and he runs in, punches out a ton of dudes because he has CQC, slaps the guy over his shoulder, and sprints the fuck out. The console just goes, "Hey." Yeah, we were joking that he was going to get him outside and attach him to a balloon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he's got to go back to mother base. Um, and while you know. While the um, bit after the credit sequence in um, Casino Royale happens, the console runs out and it's like, "Stop it! No!" This is while the guards are shooting at Jack, and like they do hit Lee as well. Like, yeah, they fucking suck. These yeah, guards are terrible. Jack's got the guy in a fireman's lift, and they shoot him. The console runs out in front of the security, and the security just go, um, "Should we check our field of fire?" And they're going. Nah. Oh, it'd be at this point, it'd be more effort to stop shooting. <laughs> so, um, remember what I was saying about dropping a thing of strawberry jam? Yeah. Yeah. And imagine that, but like everything above the um, the shoulder blades looks like um, Mal from the Expanse. Uh, they like, Jack brings Lee Jong back in, but but we have a dilemma. Or, or as Jack would, oh God, as Jack would call it a lemma, but a lemma is also in mathematical terms a puzzle. No, no, Jack just has a, a dilemma. 
because um, while this has been happening, Audrey has been talking to Paul. Yeah, okay, we'll come back, right. Not to, to steer you off track, right, but... We're going to go back to Paul. Right. I would never forget Paul. Okay. You probably want to say something about turning people into jam and how that makes Chloe feel. Oh, no, oh, yes! <sighs> because, yeah, like... Chloe has killed a man and is now back at CTU. And saying how she feels nothing. Uh, well, Edgar... She feels bad. Ed, no, Edgar... For feeling nothing, Edgar, so, Edgar says... I, again, he sounds like Big the Cat. Edgar speaks... Like, you're from New Jersey and you bit your tongue. So if you're from New Jersey, don't worry. I'm not, like, making a comment on how you sound. And if you've just bitten your tongue, don't worry. I'm not making a comment on what you sound, or how you sound. But if you're from Atlantic City and you've just bit your tongue, maybe, like, give it, like, 90 minutes for the swelling to go down before you listen to the rest of any of our episodes. <laughs> uh, no, well, Chloe is our neurodivergent queen. But... She is a neurodivergent queen coronated by the writers of the American television show 24. Yeah. Uh, so Felix, um, I'm going to grab my glass and withdraw so that you, you have the mic, really, top to bottom. Um, okay, so with, um, with Chloe, uh, she's then... <laughs> She is then like um, back there, and the, it's like, oh yeah, like I feel nothing from shooting this person, which I hate. It's a trope of autistic people, uh, specifically of uh, the. There are three tropes. Well, there are not. Th- there are way more than three, but there are three tropes that Chloe seems to be oscillating between um, in Twenty Four, which is the uh, unfeeling person, uh, what is it, the demon child, uh, and the savant. And she just goes between them like crazy. Mm. And it pisses me off so fucking much. Well, this is kind of what I was saying earlier when, like, she was being mean to Edgar, right? Mm. It felt like they were writing her like, oh, she just doesn't realise she's being mean. She's this, just like... No, no. This, this, that was... What? Now. Like, it's just that she's not a very sensitively handled okay. character. Like, mm. Okay, audience. If you even fucking look at me wrong for this... Yeah, I didn't think you would. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a little tap dance to describe <laughs> Chloe's character progression. Yeah, after I said that she's going between these three tropes. Like, you've got her going uh, kind, of like kind of a bastard and unfeeling is her trying to be mean to Edgar, but not really pulling it off by just going, and your mother's dead. <laughs> dead, I mentioned you're dead, mother. I was singing as yeah, well. You were doing yeah, like New York, yeah. New York between like... Nah, 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 nah. I've got autism. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Here is a card. It's just, it's not. It's Please it's have patience done. with me. My name's Chloe. I'm... <laughs> Stop with this bit. Right. Anyway. I, I really dislike Chloe. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not well done. No, no, it is, no, it okay. is the representation no. I have and I hate it. <laughs> Chloe is a neurodivergent queen. Hmm. I think she's a but. lot worse this season than she was in previous seasons. I'm going to be honest. This in previous seasons, season she, was kind of, yeah, she was kind of this. okay. Chloe, well, Chloe get... But they've ramped it up because the first season she was in was in season three, right? Mm. And in I... season three, she was just a little bit like... Like, she would, she would like... Someone would say, hey, little, like, someone would say, hey, Chloe, accidentally yeah. mean somewhere, and we'd be like, okay, right, she's coded that way a bit. Yeah, like, Chloe, here's the thing that I've got a, that you have a problem with, and, and Chloe went, will go, hmm. Yeah, and then, unlike, the, the issue is that 
they've realized the audience responded <clears throat> to her like saying it like it is yeah kind of thing and then they've just ramped it up yeah the, and, and like, but they've taken say it as it is to be be mean yeah oh no she was in season three she was already mean Mm. That was fun. Yeah, but they've they turned it up. They've cranked the Chloe dial to eleven to try and and, and I, it's like now just like not in great. in season three. Uh, it feels weird to make this the distinction. In season three, she would be mean. <laughs> generally, generally, <laughs> sorry, generally to Kim. Mm. Uh, and from what I've heard, probably deserved it. And it was always funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Being mean to Kim is always justified. Like, yeah. like, uh, oh wow. You didn't even know the time that Chloe snuck in a baby to CTU headquarters. CTU headquarters, which gets attacked all the fucking time. I think I read about this in your episode descriptions when you were like, Kim, is she adopting this baby? Baby, What's happening? Yeah, he's really, yeah Kim's further adventures in babysitting. Because yeah. Chloe brings in this baby. And then Kim is like, hey, um, I've just noticed you've got a baby here. And Chloe just goes, yeah, um... How about you suck my dick clean off? Yeah, like <laughs> and, and that kind of ruled. It was yeah. Chloe repeatedly refusing to tell them where she got the baby kind of ruled. Actually, like, like, she came up with like eight to nine separate lies about where this baby came from. First, she was like, "The baby is mine," <laughs> and they went, "We checked your records. You don't have a baby." And she went, "Well, you got me on this one. Have I considered telling you?" And after like, okay, well. Without hyperbole, uh, after a, another couple of lies, she does just tell Kim, okay, what is the worst thing that you think that she could tell Kim about the provenance of a baby? Uh, that the baby is actually Kim's. She just forgot about it. Close. Okay, okay, Close. What, is, okay what is the second word? <laughs> um, Do you ever realize how lucky we are that we, that like us three, weren't the writers for 24? <laughs> <laughs> in part, in part, because we, in like as the absolute final cliffhanger for this season, would have had nine eleven happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, the second was um, that the baby is Kim's younger sibling that they just don't know about. Close, Close. <laughs> Close. not. If it, not if it isn't, if it isn't, is it the same thing that you did? Where it's like, whoops, do I have a nephew or a niece? <laughs> if it isn't, if it isn't, I found so, out yesterday that I might be a mad aunt after not talking, not talking to my family for five years. Yeah. Uh, is it to, 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 to clarify, Trin has always known that they were mad. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, no, it was it was uh, her boyfriend's baby, and she just didn't know that her boyfriend had a kid. <laughs> her, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And it wasn't even the, the boyfriend's baby with Chloe. Mm. Yeah, it was just some <laughs> random. Yeah, I just brought it in as like evidence. It's practically no, he, bad. He just, he just couldn't get a babysitter. Yeah, Chloe's special interest is babies. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, moving on. Chinese consulate. So, um, uh, the, the Chinese well, well, um, Lee has been shot, well, and he comes in. Uh, Audrey has come into port. Paul has woken up. We've already had the Evangelion. You know, you'll have to fuck Audrey again. And Paul was like, well, I'd very much like to fuck Audrey again. You know, Audrey's been told, oh, he, he, he's probably going to, he's most likely not going to walk again. Mm. And Paul does a thing of going, <laughs> from this moment on, from, from the instant last block that 
Audrey was told he will most likely never walk again, Paul became Tiny Tim. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey comes in and is like, hey, Paul. And he's like, oh, I'm sure my little legs will work someday. Yeah, like rubbing his arm like, okay, buddy. Yeah. And Audrey's like, oh, I'm... I know they will. And the doctor's like, he's going to require like a lot of care. And Audrey's like, yeah, he can't fucking walk. And it's like, emotionally as well. And Audrey's like, okay, I was going to get Chloe to be his nurse, but like... <laughs> I, I, just, yeah. Importantly, I, I, I we've, I, missed, we've missed a bit that is really important here. Between, because of your damage shots, we've missed a bit. Before. Where... where um, don't, Lee, bl- Lee don't, says, don't, bl- don't blame the shots, blame the writers. Okay, Lee says... Uh, that he will help them only if he gets a, in writing from the president that he won't be charged and that he will be allowed to go be transported wherever he wants in the world. Oh, and he'll tell them when, when he wakes up. Also, um, we've had a pretty damn it low season so far. I'm just going to... This poll block. Damage! 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 As you were, Trin. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, so, yeah, like... Uh, no, 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 Felix, let's see you yeah, describe yeah. it. Uh, no, no, I wasn't going to describe that. I was going to say, also, the tiny tin thing reminded me of President Small and President Tall. Oh, God, I forgot yeah. to say. Yes! I forgot to say when they, we were talking like, about the president. President bitch is even more of a president bitch because they have him, like, look up to Palmer as if he's, like, like looking... Like, physically like, look up. craning his neck as far as, up yeah, as he possibly metaphorically can. Metaphorically and physically, yeah. They're, like, president bitch. It, maybe he was, like, 5'6", and President Palmer was, like, 5'7". Again, they practically have Palmer on his knees. Not Palmer on his knees. President, like the fucking Logan. Yeah, Lo- that's Logan. his name. Blowjob. I... Yeah. President Logan, <laughs> Logan is at like tit height on Palmer. Yeah. President Logan. Yeah. Here we go. Um, it's literally yeah. like you're tiny. And I'm saying this. I'm a normal height guy, which is to say, I'm six foot tall. Anyone shorter than me can walk into the ocean. <laughs> um. You know that one image, by which I mean... We know the image. Yeah, no, we... Yeah. We're gay online, we know the image. I've checked the stats of this podcast. This is a stunningly trans-feminine podcast. <laughs> I uh, wonder why. It's because of, it's, it's because of my following. I know. Mm. Um, you know that image with the big, tall ginger lady... Holding up the the tiny little brunette yeah, lady. It's a, it's a, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's um, me and Claire. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might be me, me and Claire also. It's it <laughs> is, being polyamorous. It's, it's it is yeah. everyone and Claire. Claire. Claire is tall. It's not me and Claire. Claire, Claire is tall and hot. Hi, Claire. Yeah. Uh, Claire, <laughs> mutual girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire. Well, Claire, who is uh, a girlfriend to uh, both Felix and Trin. And to me, it's simply a friend of the pod. Yeah, the Halo buddy who keeps ranking up ahead of you. No, I I have a higher Halo Infinite rank than We're Claire. getting off topic. Anyway, <laughs> that's what the president is like. It's like the, that image. Anyway, yeah, anyway, president's anyway like that. Yeah, we have a tiny little president. Mm. Uh, very, very, very small little president. Yes, you, I'm not saying height is correlative to power, but it seems to be self-evident. Yes, tiny little president. Very, very small little president. I'm just going to stop now. Uh, <laughs> 
Sorry, yeah, that's all. I wasn't tagging on to... Yeah, anyway, that just reminded me from the Lee needs a presidential pardon before he'll tell them anything, and then he drops unconscious. And so they wheel him into fucking CTU. Mm. They take him to the, the worst hospital ever. The haunted med bay. <laughs> yeah. Could I like a lot of fucking people. Then, a lot of fucking people have died in CTU. Yeah, they fucking already, crash him like, in. Okay, and then, no, I mean, okay. Let's briefly run through the people who have died in CTU. Like, season one, all of the guards that Nina murked. On Jamie. Her Jamie. Terry, Jack Bauer's wife. Uh-huh. Season it, two. Season A good 50% of the staff. Uh, yeah, when there was that massive bombing, including the good little dog girl. Yeah. Oh. Who... Well, she went to heaven. As is her want. Uh, you know, the... We, you hadn't, you've probably seen her in other things. Yeah. Um, I, oh, what's her fucking name in? There's that one... Uh, there's a lady... PhD in the Big Bang Theory who's like Leonard's nemesis. I have no idea. Well, imagine her, but rather than kind of frowning smugly all the time, is like looking up at you with puppy dog eyes and then getting fucking atomized by like by like neo-confederates. What happened? And then, so, was there anyone else who died in the CTU in season two? Almost. Some guards again. Yeah, 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 more guards. Um, and then season three, you've got, and again, we're saying her name with the absolute, her name, her first name was, actually, we actually know her, her, no, her name was Maya Driscoll, because I cannot, in all good conscience, call her Mad Girl. Although that is, that is entirely how she's written. That, mm. no, the, no, the show is like, she's a mad girl. Yeah, she's like Hollywood crazy. Kind of, like... We even get the, this great point where um, the doctors call up. No, no, no we, we skipped season three, but I can't remember who died in season three. Presumably some more guards and some other people. Uh, point being, season three, a lot of no, fucking people have died in, in the, CTU. There is, a, there is a guard that calls up Aaron Driscoll from the med bay and goes, hey, your daughter, comma, Maya, as if Aaron Driscoll would be like, my daughter? Who? And they say Maya, and she's like, <laughs> with a waveform told me that me smacking that forehead really came through. Anyway, they have the world's most haunted med bay. Uh, and apparently, wheeling in Lee Jong to get like new, like new surgery while currently under surgery is the man that Audrey just said that she would go back to to provide emotional and clinical care to. Paul, he's in there. He's he's had a he's had some blood gather around his heart, so they've got him in surgery, and mm. Jack has to like go. No, 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 no! You need to step away from him and work on this guy because he has intel. And the doc yeah. the doctor says he's going to die. And Jack says you don't know that to a medical to, doctor. To a doctor. <laughs> Pretty sure he does. Jack, to a, but okay. To a doctor of doctoring. But uh, yeah, this, so we get well, a scene of Jack pointing a gun at, at a doctor to make him do surgery on someone else. This feels That's like a Joe, this feels something Joe Rogan is going to do in like six months' time. <laughs> when he gets out of his back to tank. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so like, so Lee Jong survives, and but Jack, despite him fucking trying to pump his tiny little heart as hard as he can with his tiny little fists, Paul. Paul, Paul fucking, he bites it. Knocking him pretty high up in the ranking <laughs> of the very good, very bad, terrible, no good day award. Now, would you like to know there is an answer of what happens to Beirut? Fucking hell, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's not, I want to know what, I want to find out naturally what happens to Beirut. You won't. What do you mean? I mean, everything that happens to Beirut from this point on 
are in deleted scenes. Oh, Not fuck that, me. But he's my boy. Uh, you never, after he gets the knife put in the back of his head, you never see him again in the show, to the point where apparently a character being Bayrused is a term in the 24 fandom. You know, we Fucking mentioned, hell. you know, we mentioned that aide who got put into a coma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were saying, oh yeah, she and Beirouz are characters that could come back because in deleted scenes, uh, Beirouz was about to be put into a shipping container and shipped off for re-education, but then he was rescued. But that's never in the show. Rescued by whom? Uh, CTU. Okay. So look, that's never in the show. So Beirouz is just the guy that kind of disappears and we never see him again in the show. So he's been murdered. Like we can, we can canonically. No, say, no, we no, can no, no, no. Canonically, can... we know that he was going to be sent off to be re-educated. We don't even know that. Well, no, but yeah, because we never, see, we never see that in the show. So canonically, we all we know is that he got a tracker ripped out of his neck, and then we yeah, never yeah. saw well, him again. All we know is that the stakes have been hotting up, and that we've been podcasting for nearly a hundred minutes, and we all need some respite. So, I would, I would say, I'm still inclined for Beirut to be in the lead. I cannot believe the amount that I've, I... I should not eat garlic before going on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I cannot... I think I think, they're, I think they're currently tied, Paul and Beirut. Well, let's... So let, I'll, need to, I'll need to simmer let, on this Let's wait for the final flag to be, uh, to be waved, and then we can establish them. Employee of the Month, even despite his wobbling towards torture, oh. it's still, like, no one's come close to Edgar. I think it should be honorally stripped from him like dishonorably no, discharged no, no, from think, employee think, of the month i think no, i think it'd be edgar with an asterisk mm. yeah, it was his mum nah. and he had, <laughs> nah. no, no, no. if edgar had tortured the guy if edgar had instead edgar edgar was just very mad very very mad at amnesty international amnesty it's, global like, yeah, <laughs> yeah amnesty international asterisk yeah, yeah he he is allowed to be mad he didn't act on the mad hmm he went back to work. He he he, he didn't do a jack. He didn't burst and shoot him in the leg. Mm. No, Jack went and did a jack. I'm, I'm not inclined. I'm not inclined to agree. Well, we can. Okay, let's work this out when the final bell rings. <laughs> when the fi- when the final beep beeps. <laughs> when the when the party ends in one block's time. People, are you? Re- let's. Friend, Felix, are you ready to? Yeah. Stop let's the party? get on with it. Yeah. We'll see you when the party resumes.